0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com.
1: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media.
2: On today's show, the death of another YouTube feature. Make sure you listen to find out what that is, just in case it's something that's still part of your marketing strategy because it is going away in a few weeks here. Also, a new way to customize your YouTube channel for a better experience when people visit it for the first time or repeatedly, which is really kind of cool, and some new ad formats. We're going to explore all of that right now. My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a production of Social Media Examiner, where you break down the latest social media marketing news and what it means for marketers like you.
0: I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you.
2: Today, I'm joined by Marley Jacks. Marley is a YouTube marketing expert. Her agency helps entrepreneurs create great video content and generate leads with YouTube. She's host of the VIP Code podcast, and her program is called the YouTube Lead Machine. Great name. Welcome to the show, Marley.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: So, kicking things off, there is a new YouTube ad format. Tell us what this new ad format is for YouTube.
1: Well, it's uh, non-skippable ads. And so I personally, I know we were talking before the show that you don't use like the connected TV, but it's basically you can watch like regular television through YouTube. And now they're making it so that people can't skip the ads. They have to sit through them and watch them, which I can foresee some of the backlash from people that they don't want to have to sit through ads, but really you're paying for some kind of advertising anyway. And I think about, you know, are people going to maybe boycott YouTube because of this? But it's like, you know, okay, if you boycott YouTube, then you still got to pay for Netflix or something else. So they're making it so that creators, they're going to be able to get the ad revenue or the payment that they so deserve by creating this content and by viewers having to sit through non-skippable content.
2: Yeah, I look up the term connected TV because I used to work in TV, but I never heard that term. And so it technically means anything that's streaming but to a television. And so that includes, you know, all of these services, which are, you know, Netflix and Disney Plus are all adding these ad-supported versions now. And so the big part of this, though, as I understand it, was they were going from 15-second to 30-second ads that are non-skippable, so you can get, I guess, a little bit more immersive in your storytelling. Now, from a marketing standpoint, I know one of the marketers' favorite things has always been, not on connected TV, but on regular YouTube, is the skippable ad because you don't have to pay for it if somebody skips it. (laughs) So
1: points, yeah. Yeah.
2: So it'll be interesting, but obviously if you are reaching somebody on the TV and here in the United States, I said here in the United States, I'm actually in Japan right now, but in the United States, they're adding, I think the NFL Sunday ticket. And so they're going to have a lot more of this, you know, traditional TV, I guess, as part of this. So it could be a good opportunity for that. And then you'd also mentioned just a second ago, which kind of leads into our next story, you know, Hey, YouTube's free. So sometimes you're going to have to see some ads. And so they're testing something that blocks ad blocking services. Is that what that is? Is that how you understand that? Yeah.
1: And so some people are already seeing that little notification that says like, Hey, it looks like you are using an ad blocker. So you're not able to see this video. So, you know, remove your ad blocker or you can pay for YouTube. So it's like, you know, again, if you're going to not use YouTube, you're probably still going to end up paying for something else. Or do you get what you pay for? Or do you just like, Hey, okay, I'm going to sit through a 30 second ad and support the creators who are trying to make a living, try to make a lifestyle, or promote
2: their brands on YouTube. And so do you pay for YouTube premium?
1: I do. Yeah.
2: Okay. Cause I know a lot of marketers and creators do, because they're like, I don't have time for that. And I know some that make a lot with ad revenue. And they're like, I feel like it's the least I can do.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: I want to support YouTube. YouTube's been good to me. But I'm like, YouTube's making plenty of money off you if you're making money off YouTube. For well. sure. But, yeah. <laughs> So to be clear, so the initial thing is for connected TV. So that's YouTube content that's streaming to TVs. And then the second one is just on traditional YouTube. And so essentially they're saying, yeah, if you don't want to see ads, if you're using this ad blocker, you can try YouTube premium for free. So it'll be interesting tactic to see if they get more upsells to paying for YouTube that way. All right. So just real quick, have you checked out our new marketing agency show? It's a podcast designed to help tackle the real struggles of agency marketers. Host and agency owner, Brooke Sellis, will be your guide through this exciting journey. And you're going to get to learn how other agency owners handle difficult topics like navigating tough economic times a lot of people are going through right now, service diversification, client acquisition, Leveraging AI, lots of questions and ideas and stories around that, and so much more. You can tune in today with your favorite podcast app by searching for the Marketing Agency Show and then clicking the follow button to check that out. So YouTube has announced some new additions to the channel page, which will customize the way it looks as people visit your channel page. So tell us about what some of these are, Marley.
1: Yeah, I love this. and I remember a few months ago, even looking at my data, I was confused because like, My short-form content data was mixing in with my long-form content. It was like, of course, short-form, the watch time is like 60 seconds and long-form, you have longer videos. So I love that they've now separated it, that now you can see short-form videos, long-form videos, and then also live streaming. And there you can see what's currently live or what's scheduled, what has been live. So then also viewers can go and be able to opt in for whatever experience they want. Do they want to just watch shorts right now? Do they want to watch long-form? are there creators that they like to watch while they're live so they can really customize the experience. I think it's so great for both creators to be able to like have their content categorized in the right place for people who prefer, you know, that type of content and for viewers to just be able to go straight for what they want to. And, you know, we've seen the changes in the analytics on the back end and Creator Studio too, so that it can separate out the content and we can get better analytics.
2: And so when you say opt in for the content that they want, you mean basically they can go to the page and then just- yeah choose to binge one thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And YouTube is so great at that. Every time I open up, my homepage is just like all the stuff that I like to watch. And now they're adding this kind of like for you that you can see specific content that you have shown, your behavior has shown, the AI machines can pick up and show you more of what you're uh, interested in.
2: Yeah. When you'd said opt in for the stuff you want, I was like, wait a minute, do we have multiple subscribe buttons? Because that's what they should do next. Like, I just want to see this person's shorts or sure. I just want to see their community subscribe. posts. So, <laughs> yeah. Just to certain sections or subscribe to all, right. If you love yeah. the channel or the brand or whatever it might be. Yeah. And then, so you're talking about this for you. And so it looks different based on everybody who goes to your page because it shows, like if I visit your channel, it's gonna show me videos I'm most likely to like from your channel either because they're popular or people in my demographic like them or other stuff that I watch. Like it's based on the other stuff that I'm watching on YouTube.
1: Yeah, based on your behavior that you've expressed interest in, which I think is so great as a creator because maybe I made videos years ago that you've expressed interest in recently that then can show up in your for you page, which is like that's such a great way for creators to be able to see their content from a while ago, maybe pick back up again based on trends based on maybe what's going on in the industries. That's just really exciting for me because we talk about how YouTube can be an evergreen lead generation machine that the content that you made years ago can still be showing up today. You don't get that on other platforms. You don't get that on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. Like you have to pay to play on a lot of those platforms for your old content to still be showing up new.
2: And if there are other people who are like me, if you're thinking about your own channel and, you know, occasionally you go through and you're like, oh, I got to update the sections that I have on my channel page Mm -hmm. and kind of nice. This one will sort of automatically update. And if we think about that, this is most video streaming platforms. This is already kind of what it is, including the YouTube homepage. If you go to youtube.com, obviously it shows stuff customized for you. So it's kind of neat that it'll be that way on someone's channel. And that way, if I come back to your channel a month later, it's going to look different even if you haven't changed anything theoretically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then another part of it too is um, they're adding new content tabs. Now we've seen some of these, we've always kind of had the videos and the community, but as they're leaning into podcasts and things like that. So what are the new tabs that are being rolled out to channel pages now?
1: Yeah, we've seen new releases, which is great. YouTube just putting up that fresh content as it's new podcasts, because a lot of people are doing video podcasts on YouTube. Now, I highly recommend don't just like your audio up with a still image it still should be like visually appealing if you're going to do podcasts but i certainly listen to podcasts on youtube now more than any other platform and also courses that you can be putting course content up on youtube which i think is a great opportunity for for info products
2: yeah. Well, it's interesting too, because that was the one that caught my eye. And, and my understanding is it's yeah. kind of rolling out slowly. So you may not see it yet, but this is a sort of an opportunity to customize more than you could with a playlist. Is that right? Is that your interpretation of the courses? Yeah.
1: I'm still interested to see how that rolls out. I don't have as much information on that one. And I'm interested to see, is that going to be monetized through people like signing up for the courses through YouTube? I'm, I'm still waiting to hear more information on that one.
2: Seems like the next logical step though, since YouTube has been an education platform for so mm-hmm. many brands for so long anyway. So yeah. that'll be interesting to see where that goes. And and courses, if you want to look, it's available right now in the US, South Korea, and India, which is where you may have it there. So YouTube analytics, lots of updates coming all the time, more information than we could ever want, and let, except for the data geeks who love all of this stuff. But <laughs> one of the things that they've been doing more and more of lately is these data stories, which are kind of like, little animated infographics, if you will, which are great for people who don't like looking at numbers like me, because it's like, Oh, thanks for making this digestible. So what is this new update they're bringing to data stories now?
1: So from what I understand, it's like, it's showing your analytics in like a cool way for you to be able to see, you know, here's what it's looking like with your shorts, here's what and giving it to you almost in like a a stories way. It's kind of dynamic and showing you that. And this is something that creators don't, sleep on looking at your analytics like there's so much data so much information so much gold in there to know hey if my audience is liking this kind of content what am I doing over here making it create based on what your audience is already raising their hands saying that they like
2: yeah. And the wave of guilt washes over me as you say that because I know I need to lean in and look at that yeah, stuff yeah. more. And it is, I remember when I first started a channel, it was kind of like, oh, I just want to know what people like. I don't want to know what people don't like, you know, yeah. and which is funny because the numbers are so small in the beginning. It's kind of like, oh, I got. 17 views and, you know, one dislike. It's like, you can't focus on that stuff, obviously. And then they are adding the the shorts viewing time to data stories. So that's a cool update. And then a big thing that we've been seeing lately is more and more updates to the community tab. And I think, you know, a lot of people on YouTube don't even necessarily know what this is, but it's kind of more like a traditional social media feed, like a Facebook feed Mm -hmm. on YouTube. They recently removed the limit. So it used to be you had to have, I think, a thousand subscribers before it was even unlocked. Now everybody gets it, which makes me think this is sort of this golden opportunity now with the community tab. With your clients, are you having them use that? Or what are your thoughts on the community tab overall? And then we'll talk about this update in a second.
1: Yeah, I highly recommend using it, especially that not many people are knowing how to use it. And this is a place where you can be like giving updates or even just making like longer form or shorter form storytelling in text. I post images on there with a caption the same way that I might on Instagram and test that on this platform. You can also do polls in there. You can also tease content that's coming up. Like, that's a great way of saying, like, hey, video coming out on Tuesday. Make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss it, so that it pushes it out to the people that are already on YouTube and there to watch. So it's a great way to also interact. You know, people can, of course, comment in the comments of your videos. But then there's also the day by day where you can be posting in the community tab. And like we're saying, build a community on YouTube that you're communicating with between videos too.
2: Yeah. And one of the things that's nice about it is because I know sometimes it's like, okay, well, there's something else on my plate, whether you do this for Mm -hmm. other clients as an agency or whatever it might be. But you can Mm pre-schedule community posts, which is nice. You can't do it from any third party tools. um, So you can't just take whatever you're using and say, okay, dump my... Facebook stuff onto YouTube, you know, with a click of a box, but you can pre-schedule those. And then this new feature is I am understanding is you can put something up and then have it disappear. It's like an expiring post.
1: Yeah. And I think about how we have that on Instagram with Instagram stories, which I know YouTube is removing stories. I think that when there's that expiration, it makes people you know, pay attention to it because with that FOMO, it'll be gone or Maybe it's uh, that you post something that is only valid for a certain amount of time. Like if you want to tease a video that's coming up, but you want that teaser to go away once it is Mm. up, or you can change the post, like that might be really beneficial to have those expiring posts for that reason.
2: Yeah. And that's a perfect example right there. I also love the kind of things, if you want to drive people to your channel and you have other places like your email list, you can say, hey, click here to go to my channel, get this code, it'll be gone by Friday or whatever it might be. And then you don't have to go back and take it down. So definitely a good use of that FOMO. And as uh, Marley let out, they are killing YouTube stories. So if you're thinking about this community tab, uh, you know, you just say, okay, well, I don't have to worry about stories anymore. I don't know anybody that was using YouTube stories. Do You know anybody that was still using it?
1: I think it didn't catch on. I think that other platforms maybe just had the exposure to it before. So it's like, People are coming onto YouTube for different reasons and people are staying on Instagram for those purposes too. I personally, I love Instagram stories. I spend probably most of my time on Instagram there, Mm -hmm. even though it's available on YouTube as well. It just, I don't know, it never caught on for me.
2: Yeah. YouTube is my biggest audience. And I remember, I think it was 2019 because I remember being at a conference in San Diego. It wasn't social media marketing world. It was a different conference. And it was like, oh, YouTube's got stories now. I remember standing at the beach. I'm like, all right, this is going to change everything. And I think I did it for about two weeks. And it was like, okay, I can't keep up with another stories channel on top of, yeah, yeah, everything else. So if you are using stories, you won't be able to post any new ones as of June 26th. And then existing posts will expire after seven days. And so that will be the end of those. So just kind of keep that in mind with your marketing plan with that. And then an update for creator music. So this was a recent update in the last, I don't know, six to 12 months here where you can actually license music for your videos through YouTube so that you know they won't get taken down and there's some different options in terms of you can share the revenue or you can pay more up front but keep all the revenue from your video and they're adding a new filter to help people choose the best license for their music is that your understanding of this Marley?
1: Yeah, they're letting creators search for creator music based on license duration. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what all of that is, but I certainly know that when you have you know, music licenses to make sure you're always putting that, you know, creator ID in there. I don't know as much about that one.
2: <laughs> All right. We're going to need to call in the media lawyer. Do we have a media yeah. lawyer on staff?
1: Don't get slapped on the wrist for not having the right <laughs>
2: license. Because I looked it up and I saw some screenshots and it's basically, if you're going to put up a video and like a lot of us do on YouTube and we want to it to do well and make money for us for the next decade, then that's one thing. But if you are going to put up a video and you know you only want to be using it for the next month or the next week or for a promotion or something like that, then you can choose a shorter duration for the license, which I assume means you can save money because you'd have to pay more for something that would be good indefinitely versus Mm -hmm. something that would be good for just a month there. And then for anyone who does live streams, especially for mobile, there's some new stuff coming out. This is around tagging and pinning products. Tell us about this update.
1: Live shopping, I definitely do that. Do you do any live shopping (laughs) I
2: don't, I have to go online and I have to read a thousand reviews and and, uh, and all of that kind of stuff. I'm not an impulse buyer, yeah.
1: But for creators who offer live shopping or for people who take advantage of live shopping, which is very fun, they have the ability now to like pin those products right in there. And now it's available for whether on mobile, whether on desktop, I believe. And so it's just, it's so much easier for creators and for consumers.
2: And so during the live stream, then even if they're on a mobile device, they'll be able to tag products and pin products and things like that.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Which is huge because you, you know, the less friction there is, well, you, you're a live stream shopper, as you said, so (laughs) the more steps there are, you know, whether it's, you have to look up your PayPal.
1: If I can't click on it, then, oh, well, I'll get over it.
2: Exactly. If your credit card's on upstairs or whatever, you're like, yeah, it's fine. It's Missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. That's great news for marketers because, yeah, the less friction there is, generally the more sales that you are going to get. So a quick reminder to listen to our new podcast, The Marketing Agency Show, and follow the show to get automatic weekly downloads. Just search for Marketing Agency Show in your podcasting app, whatever your favorite one is. Marley, where can we discover more about you?
1: Oh, come check me out at youtube.com slash Marley or also vipleadmachine.com.
2: Okay, and uh, Jax is J-A-X-X, right? Do for it. our podcast That's listeners. Okay, perfect. And if you wanna add another podcast to your listening lineup, we have two for you to check out, the Social Media Marketing Podcast as well as the Web3 Business Podcast. And until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks everyone, bye.
0: The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.